Unlike my other sermons, this one is different. This is not actually a sermon. This is some questions that I ask some people and their answers. I remember my father many, many years ago, maybe I was the altar service age, uh, seventh grade or uh, sixth grade. Whenever I used to go to church and come back, I used to yell at my mother, asking her, why did you go and tell Father John about us? And my mother would say, I did not say a word. Then he would say, how come he was speaking about us in the sermon? So in case that you think that these questions I'm asking, asking you, and you are the person giving the answers, it is your mere imagination. There's nobody from here, nobody from a winter park. So that's just a, a disclaimer. Now, Christmas is just a, a week or so, and we're all preparing. It's good to ask certain questions. So I phoned up some people that I know. Mark Bryan, O'Brien, O'Brien, who lives in Sheridan in Wyoming. I visited in September Sheridan. I met him there. So he's an elderly bachelor who lives alone. So I asked him, O'Brien, how did you spend your last Christmas? And he said, Father, I spent it alone like I spent the last eight Christmas ever since my sister died. So I asked him, how did you feel? And he said, he feel very lonely. And the loneliness gets worse at Christmas especially. So I asked him, being lonely, don't you have a TV to watch? He said, I do have a TV, but because of my poor eyesight, I can't see much in the TV. It's also true. I asked him, are you looking forward to Christmas? He said, Father, tell you the truth, I don't. It is hard to be alone at Christmas. You see other families growing close together. This makes you feel like an outsider during the season of Christmas. That is O'Brien. The next one is Caroline from uh, South Carolina. She used to live in Florida, moved up a couple of years ago. She's a young woman, a mother and housewife with a young family. So I asked her, Caroline, what does Christmas mean to you? She was very frank. She said, a mountain of extra work, Father. Cards to be written, presents to be brought, wrapped and delivered. The house has to be cleaned and decorated. The Christmas shopping has to be done. With the increasing traffic, this gets worse every year. Then, of course, there is the turkey to be prepared and cooked. If the turkey does not turn out right, then for some, the whole Christmas is ruined. So I asked her the second question, what does Christmas mean to you? Very little. Don't get me wrong, Father. I am as good Catholic as the next. It is just that I don't have the time. 
I'm lucky if I get three minutes to pop into confession during the season of Advent, especially the last week of Advent, and an hour to go to Mass on Christmas morning. So, you don't like Christmas? There are some things that I enjoy about it, and I don't deny its spiritual importance, but there is too much fuss, too much worry attached to it, at least for a mother. You have to try to keep everybody happy, but then you see so much of your work wasted or not appreciated. Food left over, toys cast aside. Honestly, I'm so glad when it is all over. Third person was Grace, young girl, 19 years old, and she is studying in the university from Louisiana. So I asked her, what do you think about Christmas? And she told me, Father, it is supposed to be a family feast, but in our house, people are so busy that we don't have time to talk to one another. Either that we are all glued to the TV or to the cell phone, or everybody is half drunk. <laughs> Christmas is also supposed to be a time of peace and goodwill, but this goodwill hardly survives the morning and is rarely extended to enemies. For example, in our family, there is an uncle who never gets a Christmas card because of a fight that happened 20 years ago. That kind of thing, Father, there is a lot of hypocrisy attached to it. And all this handshaking and exchange of Happy Christmas, if people really meant it, they would carry it over into New Year. Robert from Ohio, he works, uh, or is a member of St. Vincent de Paul. And I asked him, what is your view on Christmas? I think it brings out the best in a lot of people. We hold a special collection for the poor at this time, and we get more than we always look for. And I asked him, what do you do with the money? He said, we provide food and clothes for the needy families. We distribute a number of hampers to the poor. We pay for the home rentals for the struggling families, and that kind of thing. So I asked him, it should take a lot of time of your members. How do they feel? They said, they're very happy to go. They never complain doing the good works for the poor. So what precise meaning then do you see in Christmas? And he told me, Father, when Christ came, he came poor. There was no room for him in the inn. We have to make sure that the poor are not forgotten at this time. Otherwise, there is still no room for Christ. Sophia from Montana, she's a young mother, also another housewife, and I asked him, what does Christmas like for you? She said, a lot of extra work to be done, but we try to share it out. That way it brings us closer together as a family. The children do most of the cleaning and decorating. My husband and I do the shopping, and I do the cooking, and then my husband does all the work in the kitchen. He cleans up nicely, wouldn't allow me to come into the kitchen until everything is finished.
then we sit down and watch some TV shows. So I asked her, don't you find them contrary to the season of Christmas? And she said, not at all. They watch some Christmas TV shows. They are generally of a joyful and uplifting nature. And I asked again, what about the spiritual side of Christmas in her family? We do not neglect it and we consider it very important. We all go to confession and communion. In the center of the home is a little crib built by the children. Each evening we gather for a little family prayer in front of it. And I'm sure you're already bored of hearing from all these people. The last person is David from here, Florida, West Palm Beach. And for him, Christmas is something, a joyful occasion, more than anybody, because he's an, he, he was converted on a Christmas night. He's a family man, a businessman, married. Last Christmas was a special one for you, David. And he said, that is right, Father. I was brought up a Catholic, but I drifted away from the practice of my religion in my 20s. Last Christmas Eve, I was passing a church when suddenly I felt the urge to go inside. Before I knew it, I was lining up for confession. I made my peace with God and I had the happiest Christmas of my life. So I asked him, what does Christmas do for your conversion? He said, that is something about Christmas. Somehow God seems very near to you and very friendly to us. If you are estranged from him, you feel the pain of it, and I think you get a special grace at this time to put things right with him. So I asked him, do you think there are many like you among us? He said, there are plenty of us. There is enormous spiritual attraction about Christmas. I believe that many prodigal returns to God's friendship during the time of Christmas. Now, it has been claimed that except for some sincerely religious people, Christmas has become an occasion of dusty sentimentality, something pretty but not quite authentic. There is more than a little truth in this. There are people who all year long scarcely give the teaching of Christ a thought, much less live by them, who on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day indulge in cheap and sentimental piety. We have to be careful not to fall into the same trap. Mary, who is the center of today's gospel, will help us. She's a great example. As soon as she said yes to God, then she arose and went with haste to help her cousin Elizabeth. Her religion was not a matter of mere sentimentality, it was expression of a genuine feeling, a feeling that she converted into action. By all means, let us light the Christmas candles for our children and sing the carols during this Christmas season. But let us not be content with mere sentimentality. Let us demand more for ourselves. If it is true that only love can redeem us, then let our love be true. And don't let us confine it to one day in the year. Amen.